Good morning. Loudoun's legislators in the General Assembly include a lot of freshmen, but that hasn't slowed them down much filing bills. For Thursday, February 1st, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Big news! The Fairfax Christian School is moving to Loudoun County. For over 50 years, the Fairfax Christian School has been an award-winning university prep school serving kindergarten through 12th grade. With small class sizes and personal attention, the Fairfax Christian School is a safe place where every student will learn and grow. The school is moving their campus to a new 50,000 square foot facility located on 15 acres near Dulles Airport. For more information and to enroll your child, visit their website at fairfaxchristianschool.com. That's fairfaxchristianschool.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Loudoun's General Assembly delegation is pushing bills in the Senate and a newly rebalanced House of Delegates, ranging from local problems like tolls on the Dulles Greenway and rural broadband access to statewide issues like redistricting and net neutrality. For example, every Democrat representing Loudoun in the House of Delegates got behind a bill that would require the three school systems that do not offer universal full-day kindergarten to adopt and implement a plan to phase it in. Loudoun, Virginia Beach, and Chesapeake are those three remaining school districts in the state that do not provide a full school day to every kindergartner. In Loudoun, though, this is something we're actually already doing. Loudoun's elementary schools have expanded their full-day kindergarten offerings each year. By this fall, assuming the school board adopts the budget drafted by Superintendent Eric Williams, 93% of Loudoun kindergartners will attend a full day of kindergarten. Williams has said, although he does have a plan to hit 100%, reaching that mark will mean more money to build more classrooms. Newly elected Democratic Delegate David Reed said he has proposed legislation to address that. He has sponsored a budget amendment that, if approved, would provide $3.25 million in matching funds to help pay for those classrooms. He said he got together with legislators from Virginia Beach and Chesapeake to draft his bill. It would also require the three school divisions that do not yet have universal full-day K to share their plans with each other. Reed has also introduced a bill that would put a four-year freeze on in-state tuition increases retroactive to last fall's tuition rate, and that would put a cap on what colleges can charge for room and board. He's got another one that would implement distance-based tolling on the Greenway. Meanwhile, Delegate John Bell thinks he may have another way to tackle tolls on the Greenway and the fact that local legislators have so far been powerless to bring them down. The Greenway recently filed paperwork to raise tolls another 10 cents, a fairly routine process after previous General Assembly legislation took away much of the State Corporation Commission's ability to deny or reduce those increases. One of John Bell's bills would direct Bell's bills <laughs> would direct the Department of Transportation to study the possibility of purchasing the Greenway, something that has been studied in the past and each time found to be prohibitively expensive. But he says VDOT was looking at buying the Greenway outright. His idea is for the state to buy partial ownership of the Greenway, giving the state at least a seat at the table. It could also mean the Greenway sees a reduced tax burden and stops paying for the state police patrolling the road, clearing the snow, and other expenses. He said those savings could then be passed on to the commuter. And he has continued the General Assembly's push to combat the opioid epidemic with bills that would limit how many days' worth of painkillers can be prescribed at once and requiring health insurance to cover alternative pain management medications, particularly for people recovering from addiction.
Legislators have until Tuesday, February 13th, to get their bills through their respective chambers of the General Assembly, at which point each chamber sends the bills it has passed to the other for consideration. The General Assembly is scheduled to adjourn Saturday, March 10th. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, the January that lasted three months has finally ended, and sometimes in the news business, we have to kind of report on things that people pretty much know, but it's important to keep an eye on them anyway. So, for your news today, Sicklin Road could do with some work. A study of traffic on Sicklin Road has found the county will need to stick with its plans to eventually widen the road to four lanes, but also recommends some more short-term improvements. The study by county consultants examined the road all the way along its length from its northwestern extremity at Battlefield Parkway in Leesburg to its southeastern intersection with Belmont Ridge Road and Ashburn Farm Parkway. There are actually already three projects on that road right now. The town of Leesburg is working on a widening project to build a four-lane divided road from Tolbert Lane to the town limits. The county is still working on Cross Trail Boulevard, which will include a new intersection with traffic lights on Sicklin. And work is still going on at the Academies of Loudoun, which includes turn lanes at the school's entrance. According to this study, the morning rush hour does not have significant congestion, but the evening rush hour does. The study also found that congestion on the Dulles Greenway, a private road, is putting more strain on Sicklin Road, a public road. Congestion on the Greenway near the Leesburg Bypass is pushing westbound commuters to exit earlier onto Sicklin, increasing the traffic there on Sicklin. Based on the findings in that survey, county transportation staff have recommended several near-term improvements to the road. Those would include adjusting traffic signal timing between Battlefield Parkway and Loudoun Center Place, pavement restriping near Loudoun Center Place to allow for two northbound lanes going through the intersection, more warning signs around the curve going northbound approaching Shreve Mill Road, widening Sicklin Road to four lanes just between Belmont Ridge Road to somewhere beyond Century Corner Drive intersection to better handle traffic through Goose Creek Village, and improvements to road shoulders and lines of sight. In the long term, the county does plan to expand all of Sicklin Road to a four-lane divided road, but this is, again, in the fairly long term, it would also mean widening the four bridges along the road. For the second time in a month, moving over to Lovettsville, the town of Lovettsville has given one of its streets a brand new German name. As of last week, the 150-foot section of Town Square Drive that connects Berlin Turnpike with South Church Street has been named Oktoberfest Way. The majority of town council favored this name over the alternative Clockview Way because of its connection to the town's Oktoberfest. Two new street signs will be up by March, and this comes only two weeks after the council voted to rename a portion of South Church Street to Kircher Street. And Robert Brantley has joined the board of trustees of InMed's Family and Youth Opportunity Center in Sterling. In his day job, Brantley is the senior director of Air Transport and Mission Solutions for Rockwell Collins, InMed is an international nonprofit humanitarian organization that has been serving low-income communities in Loudoun since 1994. InMed's Family and Youth Opportunity Center provides a continuum of care from prenatal through adulthood with child development and family education, after-school academic enrichment, skills development and job readiness services, homelessness intervention programs, and intensive case management for families in crisis. Anyway, you can get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. 
On today's Get Out Loud and Calendar, Laura E. Christensen, curator of manuscripts and archive at Thomas Balch Library, will be leading a class on identification and care of photographs at the Balch Library today at 10 a.m. She'll guide you through a practical approach to the identification and preservation of photographs from the daguerreotype to the inkjet print. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, get out your telegraph machine and... And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.